Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome in, podcast listeners. I am fired up about the Titans falling to 4-19 and in their last 23 games against the Colts. I went and watched, even though I shouldn't have, in person. Get your popcorn, because I'm teed off uh, right off the top here. We've also got a lot to get into. We got gambling picks in college football and in the NFL. A lot to discuss. The Masters are back. So many different things rolling through the show. Lance Taylor, uh, one of my buddies, 94.5 Jocks down in Birmingham, and one of our writers, Bobby Barak from OutKick. All that and more. It'll be OutKick. Usually it's 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern live, but you get it on the podcast, and it begins now. OutKick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern. 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. I, I don't know really why I do it to myself. I have a pretty good life. I don't know why I need to root for the Titans, and I certainly don't know why I need to go ever to any Colts-Titans game because over the last 12 years, I have seen what happens when I go to these games. But in the last 23 games that the Titans have played against the Colts, they have won four 
and they have lost 19. Do you know how hard it is in the NFL to go 4-19 and against a division rival that you play every year, time after time after time? This is why last year, when the Titans lost at home to Jacoby Brissett, I got on uh, the Twitter machine and I wrote, this is not hyperbole. I will never attend another Colts-Titans game for the rest of my life ever. That franchise officially owns this one. I've seen this movie too many times. No need to keep going back. I'm pulling an Andrew Luck and officially fan retiring from this series. And as I said, as God is my witness, this is 100% true. I'll never go again. And you know what I did? A year later, I decided to go again. Because my 10-year-old wants to go to the game. And so I'm like, all right, we'll go watch the Colts play against the Titans. And the same thing happened all over again. Titans fall apart in the second half. They're up 17-13. They get a goal line stop. There's like six minutes left in the third quarter or whatever there is. They get a couple of rushing first downs. They got a third and one. The game is right there in the balance. Titans are up four. Decent shape. Third and one. You've got a workhorse back. Derrick Henry, you can hand it off to him. You've got a pretty decent, durable quarterback. You can quarterback sneak it. Instead, they bootleg it, get sacked, and then they got a kicker. And I don't know, Double, you look up where this kicker came from, like this Trevor Daniel. I mean, I know that he kicked in college at the University of Tennessee, but who goes and signs a brand new punter before a game? So the Titans went and signed a brand new punter, and he kicked the ball like 20 yards. The worst punt I've ever seen in the NFL. I've been, I'm not talking about the block kick return for a touchdown. I'm talking about the punt that went like 20 yards. I could have kicked the ball 20 yards. They could have signed me. I could have gone out there all wobbly-legged and kicked it, and it could have gone like 20 yards. They just signed him. And it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable to me how little, of, uh, how awful of a kick that was. I, it was just it was just such a debilitating kick. So the kick goes like 20 yards. The Colts get it. They go right back down the field. They get a touchdown. The game was over. Then they block the kick. But really, it was that punt that swung the game. It was basically the equivalent of a turnover. When you kick the ball 20 yards in the NFL, I mean, if you were watching a high school football game and somebody kicked it that bad, you'd be like, they need a new punter. How can you be a professional and be that bad at kicking the football? I don't understand it. And the Titans can't make field goals. Second straight year, they can't make any field goals. They go sign Steven Goskowski. I want to curse here. I'm not going to curse because I don't want to get an FCC violation. The guy made field goals. He made 974 consecutive field goals for the New England Patriots. And then he missed one and they cut him. And now he's like four for his last 20 for the Titans. The guy can't make anything. Titans go sign him. Guy's a bum. It's unbelievable. Two straight years. This is literally, I mean, I'm not even, this is not hyperbole. The Titans field goal kicking for the last two years is not only the worst in the NFL, it's it's the worst in the NFL by an unrecognizably, embarrassingly bad data point right I mean like it's not even close 
to the next worst team when it comes to field goal kicking. I don't know how that's possible. And look, sometimes you watch a game and you say to yourself, there's really no point in watching the rest of this season. And that's how I felt if you are a Titans fan, the poor, unfortunate few Titan fans out there. There's no point in watching this team for the rest of the year. They're going to lose to the Ravens on Sunday in 10 days. They're going to go to Indianapolis and lose. And then they're going to be 6-5. and five, And then it's going to turn into, oh, can they get the wild card? Well, I, And then they're going to get blitzkrieged by whoever they play in the playoffs. I already know how this script ends. There's really not a big point here. The Titans, Phillip Rivers doesn't go anywhere, right? Phillip Rivers is maybe the easiest possible target in the entirety of the NFL right now from a passing perspective. If you are a pass rusher, there is no one in the NFL right now, and I mean this, I don't think there is a single person in the NFL right now it is easier to get to and sack than Phillip Rivers. By which I mean he doesn't move. He is a statue in the pocket. There are other statues in the pocket, like Ben Roethlisberger, but they're like big, strong, tough dudes, and when you hit them, they may not go down. The Titans barely touched Phillip Rivers for the entire game. And here here is the big takeaway. Here's what happened. The Titans went to the AFC Championship game last year, and they lost to Patrick Mahomes. No great uh, difficulty in that. No great uh, insult in that. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. And the Titans recognized that, and they said, okay, how do you beat the Kansas City Chiefs? You get pressure on the quarterback with your front four without blitzing because if you blitz with Travis Kelsey and with Tyreek Hill, and that was before they had Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, but they have so many skill position playmakers, Sammy Watkins, whoever you want to toss out there. If you blitz the Chiefs, they will make you pay. The only way you can beat the Chiefs is if you get front four pressure and then you're able to drop seven people into pass coverage and you hope Patrick Mahomes makes a mistake or eventually you force a punt. That's really the only way you beat the Chiefs. Now, Patrick Mahomes doesn't make mistakes very much. I think he's got 25 touchdown passes and one interception so far this year. So it's a rarity that he makes a mistake. But you have to be able to get pressure with your front four. So the Titans had a lot of money under the salary cap that they could spend. They went out and gave a ton of money to Jadavion Clowney, and they gave a ton of money to Vic Beasley. They now have played nine games, the Titans have. They cut Vic Beasley halfway through the season. Nobody has picked him up. They gave him nearly $10 million a year. He did nothing. He was totally washed up. He was finished. They gave Jadavion Clowney over $13 million with incentives. I have no idea what incentive he could possibly reach, but he has zero sacks too. These guys have both done nothing to suggest that they are in any way helpful in the passing game. And so as a result, the Titans spent over $20 million trying to make their pass rush better, and their pass rush is awful. They can't get pressure on anybody. They hit Phillip Rivers maybe two or three times over the course of the entire game, and he dropped back to pass 39 times. They didn't even make the Colts punt until there was like three minutes left in the game. 
The Colts went for it on fourth down time after time after time. They uh, embarrassed the Titans by going up and down the field. And then the Titans got a high school punter and the high school punter kicked it 20 yards and effectively this game was over. But I don't know why I put myself in these situations time after time after time. The Colts own the Titans. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. That is what's going to happen every single time that we see these guys go head-to-head. And by the way, props to the Colts. They went for it on fourth down five times. That's unheard of. I don't remember the last time I saw a team go for it five times in an NFL game. And even when they got stopped down there right on the goal line, they managed to come back and take advantage of the Titans not being able to move the football. So, congratulations to the Colts on their AFC South division title. This division is over. The Colts are going to win. The Titans have a 0% chance, in my humble opinion, of actually winning this division. I'm not sure that the Titans are even going to make the playoffs after starting 5-0. and They are effectively done, and uh, we can move right on into do the Colts have a chance to actually win a game in the postseason. I can tell you where we're headed here. Titans are going to lose to the Ravens. And they are going to lose to the Colts. They'll be 6-5 and five with the Browns coming to town. And everybody will be talking about how it's a must-win game. And I'm over it. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their michelin test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Joined now, as we often are, by Lance Taylor at the Lance Taylor 94.5 Jocks down in Birmingham. LT, let's start off here. I know we started talking NFL uh, Thursday night football action to begin the show, but you are down in Alabama, and on Thursday's show, I just went off on the absurdity of this contact tracing on the fact that games are getting canceled over one positive test in Missouri and two positive tests in Texas A&M. Like, this is just all the height of absurdity. What is the read on the ground down in Alabama where both Auburn and Alabama had games postponed this weekend? Yeah, I think a lot of people are baffled, Clay, and a lot of people are frustrated, and it seemed like everything was running so smoothly, at least when it came to the SEC, and now we went from one cancellation to all of a sudden we've got five cancellations. And, you know, you look at Alabama's situation, and, and, you know, Nick Saban has been so vigilant, and I don't know if you heard his sound bites talking about when they were – off last week and some players wanted to get home or he said you know i didn't have the heart to tell them that they couldn't go home really didn't want them to go home um so we sent them with a care package which included gloves and hand sanitizer and we did a we did a zoom call with their parents to explain you know how vigilant everyone needs to be when they go back home and then you hear reports that lsu their players um, are going to a halloween party and you just wonder how many teams that have lost a game or two or three that are out of a picture of winning a championship are going to be vigilant. How many of these guys that are 20 that have, you know, for the last two or three months, they've been in this bubble and now they want to get out and they want to be college kids again. And now that there's nothing in front of them like a championship, how lax they're going to be. And it will affect other programs like Alabama and Ohio state now. And, you know, I I agree with you, the contact tracing, I don't understand it. You know, I was on a plane a couple of weeks ago. There's a good chance I was sitting in the vicinity of somebody that had COVID. Um, am I not supposed to go to restaurants now? Am I not supposed to see my kids? I just, I, you know, if you're asymptomatic, I just, I don't understand it. I, I don't understand it either. And the the wildest thing to me, and I, and I went off on this yesterday, but I've heard from a lot of coaches and administrators and, and, and whatnot associated with college athletics is you're actually better off LT to test positive 
Because once you test positive, you're able to come back within 10 days, and almost all these guys are asymptomatic. But if you uh, are quarantined and you never test positive, you could be quarantined multiple times during the course of a season and not be able to play, right? I mean, it's just the height of madness. Yeah, I mean, that really makes zero sense. So when you've got it, you're really less I – don't, I don't know if punished is a good word to use here. Um, but, I mean, guys could miss the majority of the season just from the, the contract tracing. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all, right? I mean, it's just – Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really don't understand it. I mean, we know it's all about the optics. And, you know, the, I, I, the interesting thing here is I know there's a million different vaccines, and a lot of people say these things are, you know, 90% conclusive, and we're going to have these up by the end of the year, the beginning of the year. Um, you know, there's still a chance we're going to be in this situation next year, and I find it so hard to believe if we're in this exact situation that we will treat – this the way we're treating it right now yeah i I mean i think there's uh there's a lot of truth to that we're talking to lance taylor having said that have you thought about the craziness that could emerge in the big 10 it seems like in the sec at least florida's pretty much set barring a crazy outcome to be the sec east representative and alabama is set to be the sec west representative in other words we've played enough games to kind of have a good sense for where this uh, season is trending towards, right, in both divisions. But with Ohio State getting their game canceled against Maryland, have you walked through this uh, this possibility? We talked about it on the show yesterday. Like, what happens, honestly, if you end up with a situation where Ohio State is not able to play this weekend, Indiana goes out and beats Michigan State, and then they aren't able to play against Ohio State, which knocks Ohio State down to, at most, six regular season games. Indiana goes on and wins the next three. They would be the Big Ten East champ at 7-0, and never having played Ohio State, who would presumably finish 6-0. and I, I have not played out that scenario. I mean, and how crazy is the that, record, though? Well, it's insane. And for the record, I think Indiana's pretty good. You know, Joe Milton did help them out a little bit with a couple of picks last week. Yeah. And Michigan was sloppy with the, the eight eight penalties, and they were terrible on third down conversions. But Michael Penix finally showed up and had a productive day, as did Stevie Scott. I mean, Tom Allen, obviously the guy can coach. You know, I don't know if they're the 10th best team in the nation, but, I mean, that realistically could play out because I think the Big Ten is down a little bit, at least the small sample size that I have seen this year. I don't know yeah. what you do in that situation. You know, and we've been talking about now that the NFL, and look, and everything in such an atypical year has been done differently. You know, we had that 60-game Major League Baseball sprint, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, it was great. Um, the NFL, there's, there's, there's a chance we're going to go to 16 teams in the postseason. Yep. Why can't we just have eight teams in a college football playoff just for this year, Clay, and have your five conference winners and maybe throw a bone to a group five, especially with the way BYU and Cincinnati are playing right now, and then have two wild cards? I mean, it I would ta- just make the most sense. I talked to uh, to Greg Sankey, you know, who I know you know well, the commissioner of the SEC. He was on our show yesterday, and he made an interesting point on that. It's that it's going to be hard, potentially, to get the playoff done with four teams involved, given all the contact tracing and the positive elements. The more playoff teams you have in college football outside of a bubble, potentially the more of an issue you have being able to finish the season. And so I do think that kind of factors in. In other words, this is not necessarily the year you want to add complexity. Now, you can certainly point to the NHL expanded their playoffs. 
the NBA effectively expanded their playoffs with the way they did the bubble to finish the regular season to begin with. The NFL is expanding. I think they were going to do it anyway, but they've gone to 14 playoff teams. Now they would theoretically go to 16. And uh, and and certainly Major League Baseball expanded their playoffs as well. I think the difference is they were able to get all those teams inside of a bubble. Now, I do think this is an intriguing question. Would it be possible to get all eight teams from college football into a bubble scenario uh, where you had them all playing, you know, inside of one location, things like that, then I think it would become a little bit more of an intriguing possibility. But uh, but I think they're going to stick it for. Yeah, I think they probably will too. And I, you know, I don't know how you would pull out that bubble because I guess that would be really the start of the spring semester. I don't think you and I care really about the academics um, and what would be going on at the beginning of that semester. I don't know, man. I don't know how this thing plays out. You know, I was talking to different people, not anybody necessarily on the inside of college football. But just based on these massive uh, amounts of ca- cancellations, there's a lot of people that believe that we're not even going to be able to get through this college football season. I think we'll find a way through. Uh, I really do. But I do think the contact tracing is really the issue. It's not really positive tests. And I know there's a lot of people on college campuses who believe you know, that the kids are all mostly going away on the campus and finishing uh, at Thanksgiving, right? They, they, they've changed the altered the semester, so they're not going to go home for Thanksgiving at most places, come back and finish their exams and everything else. That once those kids are off of campuses, which will start to happen soon, the number of distractions will decline. I, you know, look, I'm not surprised that Halloween, which is one of the best weekends of the year on any college campus, and really – it's one of the best weekends anywhere if you're a single 20 or 30-something out on uh, out on the town. But I'm not surprised that there would be temptations at Halloween that are different than uh, than maybe what ordinarily occurred during the semester. Yeah, look, and I agree with you. I think these next couple of weeks are going to be pivotal. I think if we make it up until the Thanksgiving holiday, and look, and I think there's going to be a trickle-down. I think you know most colleges aren't going to come back, and I think it'll trickle down to high school, middle school. I think a lot of these kids, once they're out for Thanksgiving, they just won't come back. I think one of the things from a sports perspective that's challenging about this is, I mean, think about college basketball. It, it, everybody is so focused on college football right now and the fact that, that it's being played. But this was my argument that I made LT from the get-go. I said, this is crazy that people are talking about playing the Pac-12 or the Big Ten in December or January. I was like, that's the, t- the height of cold and flu season. So the likelihood is it's going to be more difficult then than it is in the summer when people are out and about and there's more sunshine, everything else is going well. But indoor basketball, you know, all what I call the Corona bros were fighting against the idea that you could play college football. And by and large, we have played college football. I think 85% of all scheduled games have gone off. I think if you had told the average person back in July, hey, you're going to play but 85% of the games are going to be complete by mid-November. Most people would have said that's a phenomenal you know, success story so far. But when you, look at, uh, when you look at the indoor college basketball season, I'm kind of shocked it hasn't gotten more attention because these guys are going to be really in a difficult spot um, com- comparably, and you're going to have the same contact tracing issues, except unlike with a huge football team, you know, if you're knocking out a couple of basketball players – it, it goes pretty quick in terms of whether a team can play or not. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the numbers are extremely different. And the NBA was able to pull this off because they had a bubble. And you give the NBA and Adam Silver a lot of credit. They were able to pull it off without really having any COVID incidents at all. But I think it's going to be nearly impossible when we're talking about the months of January and February 
But come high, uh, hell or high water, the NCAA is going to have a tournament this year. I mean, you know how devastating not having that money on the books was last year, and there is zero chance that you miss that back-to-back years. But I really wonder how abbreviated some of these seasons are going to be because you're right on the numbers. I mean, you start missing, you know, two or three guys, you can't play a game. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's insanely difficult. I don't think there's any doubt at all. How much did you enjoy watching the Masters in November? I mean, I don't know how big of a golf guy you are in general. I know we've gone out and golfed a few times. But, you know, this speaks to, I do think we underrate the fact that Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, uh, certainly uh, all those sports found a way to finish. I think the NFL and I think college football will also but to have all of these uh, golf events be able to figure out how to get done as well, even if we means playing the Masters in November, is pretty phenomenal. Well, you know, I'm a casual golf fan. I love the Masters, obviously, in April, and I'm all in, and I'm usually in a huge Masters pool, and I was refusing to get in it until Thursday morning when the deadline was at 6 a.m. So yeah. at 5.45, I was putting my golfers in. Because I started to look at it, and I was like, you know, the Saturday slate is not going to be nearly as good as it once was because of the yep. cancellations. And then you look at the early Sunday games in the NFL. It's 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 a bunch of garbage. I mean, the, the late games are the good ones because CBS is going to make sure that Masters coverage is wrapped up before those 325 Central Time games kick. So I decided to jump in. You know, um, I watched on Thursday. I'll be watching today. Um, but it's just not as exciting to me, man. It's just such a weird year, man. I can't get my bearings straight. You mentioned the NFL and how uh, weird the schedule is in general because of the Masters. A lot of the best games are kicking off at uh, in the in the second in the afternoon as opposed to the early part of the day. And so, one of the biggest games is the Seahawks on the road against the Rams. I feel like a lot of people haven't paid attention to the Rams. I know you're a huge Rams fan. Uh, when you look at that Seahawks Rams matchup, what do you think happens? Well, I'm going to give all of your listeners a free pick here. Um, and it is the Rams minus one and a half where that number sits right now. Look, this Rams team, Brandon Staley in year one is their defensive coordinator. They are dialed in. They are legitimately one of the three best defenses in the NFL right now. And obviously that's led by Aaron Donald. And you look at the Seahawks since 2015, Russell Wilson, 37 and 17 against all NFC teams, not named the Rams. He's only three and seven against the Rams. They are his kryptonite. It starts with Aaron Donald. Jared Goff, to me, is by far the weak link of this Sean McVay team. Um, you know, if, if if somehow he can start to play a little more consistently, the offensive line's playing great. He's got weapons. I mean, you've got three capable running backs. But I love the Rams coming off a of bye in this spot. They've won five straight home games. Um, and Seattle's defense is garbage, man. They're giving up over 30 points per game. They get Carlos Dunlap in. Jamal Adams comes back, and it doesn't make a difference. Buffalo scores 44 on them. So I fully expect the Rams to go out. I think the Rams win the game by double digits. Biggest game last weekend in the NFC, I don't think there's any doubt, was what the Saints did to the Bucks. Aberration or reflection that the Saints should be considered a real legitimate Super Bowl contender? Yeah, I think the Saints have got to be a real Super Bowl contender. I hate saying that. My least favorite team in the NFL is the New Orleans Saints. But, you know, I think you know, Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders coming back. I think that was kind of a jolt in the arm. Their defense is playing much better than anyone expected. And when you talk about the weak link on that team, it's probably Drew Brees. But I'll take that weak link. I mean, he's still – you remember well when Peyton Manning won his last Super Bowl with the Denver Broncos, he was a shell of himself. But still, you know, his, his football IQ – and the way people played around him, I think that's what you're going to get with Drew Brees down the stretch. And, 
And it seems like it's a week-to-week thing when we're trying to figure out who the best team in the NFC is because most people said going into that Sunday night matchup, it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. Now everyone's saying it's the New Orleans Saints. I don't necessarily think it's knee-jerk. I do think it's a really weird year in the NFL. Obviously, we've got one undefeated team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They struggled in a flat spot last week against Dallas. But I'm starting to think there's six, seven, eight teams that actually could win the Lombardi Trophy this year. Not only that, LT, you know, I think there's going to be a decent chance, right? When you look at the NFL changing the rules and saying they could have eight NFC and eight AFC teams in the playoffs, we already know they're going to have 14. I think it's a good chance that you're going to have to win three games to get to the uh, Super Bowl, which, you know, typically it's hard to go from the wild card and win three straight playoff games. It almost never happens. I think the last time it happened that we had a wild card Super Bowl champ was all the way back in 2012. Usually getting those bye weeks is a big deal. Right now there's only one team in each uh, conference that would get a bye week. I think before all is said and done, we're going to need uh, everybody to win three, meaning there will be no bye weeks because I think they're going to have to have some cancellations in the NFL schedule. And if that happens, it's even more of a wild outcome, right? Because you got no real home field advantage to speak of this year. And then everybody's got to win three. It doesn't, it seems to me, every year you want to be able to get in the playoffs. But usually if you get in the playoffs with a bye, it makes a substantial difference. It seems to me that's not going to be the case this year. Yeah, I agree with you. You can almost every year pencil in the one or two seed in each conference to get to a Super Bowl. I think the buy is typically that important. And now if you don't have that buy, and then again, when we talk about parity in the NFL, I mean, just imagine eight no Pittsburgh, or let's just say that they hold on to that number one seed, and let's say the Miami Dolphins backdoor their way into the, into the postseason, the way they've played the last couple of weeks, they look like a postseason team. The emergence of Tua, that defense, Brian Flores can obviously coach – I mean, how comfortable would you be saying right now Pittsburgh beats Miami in round one, an 8-1? I don't think that's crazy at all to, to think that that's possible. I mean, when you look at, uh, at the NFL standings overall, I mean, there are a lot of different directions if they go to eight teams that things can go. And I don't think anybody would have an easy route. Honestly, we were talking about this the other day. You could maybe argue that the Bucks, as the five seed, getting to draw going on the road against the Eagles – end up with an easier matchup than the one or the two could. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I just – I don't think there's any unbeatable teams out there. You know, Patrick Mahomes is a guy you don't want to face, but you saw him struggle last week with the Carolina Panthers, and that Panthers defense is not good in year one under Matt Rule. Um, you know, we saw them struggle, and they were lucky to beat the Chargers. Uh, I, you know, I don't know. I just don't know if there's an elite team in the NFL right now. I love this ex- expanded playoff format because with my Rams coming off a bye, it almost guarantees them getting in the postseason. I think anyone at 9-7 and seven will get in uh, with eight teams in each conference. Um, but, you know, I'm really intrigued, and, you know, I, I love the fact that they've expanded at least for this year. I, you know, typically I thought six in each conference was a good number. I wasn't crazy about them going to seven, but this year, just based on where everything is, I think it'll be super exciting. Yeah, look, I mean, you could end up in a scenario where you've got Pittsburgh going up against, I mean, there are a lot of different teams that are in the mix, right, depending on who wins the divisions and everything else, but you could end up with Indy, you could end up with the Titans, you could end up with the Dolphins. I mean, those are not easy games if Pittsburgh had to play the one versus the eight, right? No, and as you said, I mean, you know, Hines is one of the great uh, home field advantages. I mean, that is a great Steeler crowd, but now that you really don't have crowd as a factor, you know, that cold weather might do something. But outside of that, um, yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting. 
No, no doubt at all. Uh, LT, appreciate the time, my man. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the Masters. Enjoy the games. And uh, we'll try to talk to you next week. Yeah, look forward to it, Clay. Enjoy the games. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. 
Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires, shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Usually on the final segment of the show on Thursday, I give you the college football gambling picks. Instead, we're going to do it right here. My thanks to Lance Taylor. Hope you guys enjoyed Thursday Night Football. Hope you got some bets in and won some money. And right off the top here, as we roll into the college football gambling picks, I want to remind you, State of Tennessee now has legal sports gambling. State of Tennessee now has legal sports gambling. FanDuel.com slash Clay. If you're listening in Tennessee, FanDuel.com slash Clay. Get $1,000 free roll. That is, you can risk up to $1,000 on your first bet, and FanDuel will refund it if you lose. That's about as good as it gets. FanDuel.com slash Clay. Go sign up today to get that offer. All right. Uh, We are rolling through the program, and uh, I'm going to hopefully make you guys some money. Now, the NFL picks, which we'll give you at the end of uh, the show, in the final hour of the show, in the final segment, they've been kind of on fire. We've been doing really, really well with the OutKick six-pack. We have not been doing as good uh, for a while, and this is kind of a mess, right? We've been kind of a mess. Partly it's because it's been tough to figure out who actually is going to be playing, what games are taking place. Right now, I'm going to give you eight games. Hopefully, they'll end up taking place. And as we roll through the course of these eight, hopefully we can have an 8 no weekend. I'm going to have Dub, who is the biggest gambler on the show other than me, uh, come in and agree or disagree with every one of these picks. All right, Indiana minus seven at Michigan State. Michigan State's been a tough team to figure out so far this year. Got beat by Rutgers. Uh, and then bounced back and beat Michigan, came back and got blown out again last week. I think Indiana, 3-0, and takes Tom Allen's team, takes it. Michael Penix Jr., their quarterback who came along a little bit, gets to 4-0 and puts themselves squarely in the Big Ten East mix with Ohio State on tap next week. I think Indiana wins this game by double digits. Indiana minus 7 at Michigan State is my play. And by the way, you heard me talking with Lance Taylor about this. How about if Indiana ended up not able to play Ohio State, won out the rest of their games, finished 7-0, and and got in over Ohio State because Ohio State was only able to play six games? That would be crazy. That's what I'd be nervous about if I'm a Buckeye fan, just that games might not be able to be played. Uh, how do you like this bet, positive or negative, from your perspective, Dub? Well, Indiana's certainly a surprise team, and they're certainly hot right now. And you're right, Michigan State – is a tough team to figure out. So I feel like I feel like Indiana's either going to blow them out or Michigan State's going to somehow win this game because that's just kind of been the theme of 2020 so far. But I think minus seven, I think that's probably a good play. Vanderbilt is on the road at Kentucky, and I love two parts of this game. I like Vanderbilt plus the points because Kentucky's offense is not very good. So plus 17.5, this number is out there. The under 42.5. Uh, I think Vanderbilt is that they play 10 games, going to go 0-10 in the SEC. And I don't know that anybody else will ever go 0-10. Kentucky cannot score on the offensive side of the ball at all. 
Uh, six of the last eight games in this series have gone under 42 and a half. I like Kentucky to win something like 17 to 10, low scoring. They're going to not cover the number. I like Vandy plus the points and the under. What say you? Yeah, this game kind of reminds me of that Kentucky-Georgia game we saw a couple weeks ago. 14-3. to Yeah, super low-scoring game. I think this game's something similar. I think the under is probably my favorite play here, but yeah, I agree. We're running through, rolling through the picks, the college football uh, outkick picks. Arkansas, uh, sorry, Notre Dame up next at Boston College. Now, this is interesting because Notre Dame, the last time they beat a number one team in South Bend, was Florida State. You may remember that team. Certainly uh, one of the legendary college football teams back in the day. Warwick Dunn, Charlie Ward at quarterback, Bobby Bowden, legendary sideline coach. They won the game. Uh, Notre Dame did. The next week, they lost a, a stunner against Boston College. Now, I don't think history repeats itself, but I like Boston College plus two touchdowns in a battle of Catholic institutions to find a way to cover in this game, keep it somewhat close into the fourth quarter. Notre Dame not getting up big for two weeks in a row after the double overtime win over Clemson. I'm on the Irish plus 14. Yeah, this seems like the classic letdown spot. Notre Dame coming off the biggest win in their program in the past two decades, I'd say for sure. I mean, in Boston College, they played Clemson really tough. They've been moving the ball and scoring points on offense. I think 14 points is too many. I think it's close for the first three quarters, and then – Notre Dame kind of pulls away at the end. Yeah, uh, so we're having a lot of agreements here, which might make people nervous out there. All right, Arkansas on the road against Florida. Now, Arkansas has been one of the great stories of the college football season so far. A lot of people, including me, thought they would struggle to win one or two games against that 10-game schedule they have, maybe not even win any. Instead, they are sitting at 3-3, and scored 24 points in the third quarter to beat Tennessee in Fayetteville, and now they go on the road against Florida – I've got Arkansas plus the 17.5 points, the over 62.5. I love the coaching staff that Sam Pittman put together. Kendall Bryles, offensive coordinator. You've also got Barry Odom, the defensive coordinator. These guys seem to be working well together, uh, but Florida's going to score some points. I think that Florida defense is still a little bit suspect. I think Florida goes for over 40. Arkansas hits 28. That's the over. What say you? So are you on the over or the plus the points here? Uh, both. both. I'm okay. on the I'm on the Razorbacks plus the points and the over. I agree with the over, but I think Florida is going to absolutely dominate this game. I think they're I think they're probably the fourth best team in the country. I'd take them over no- Notre Dame uh, if that's who you're considering for. I think Florida's offense has been super impressive. I think they could probably score fifty plus points here, and I'm I'm going to take the minus seventeen and a half because it seems too good to be true. That's a lot of points for a pretty good Arkansas team. Yeah, look, this is also Felipe Franks's revenge game. Uh, remember, Felipe Franks broke yep. his leg against uh, against Kentucky. That's when Kyle Trask came in. And frankly, the Florida Gator offense has been a lot better with Kyle Trask than it has been with Felipe Franks. Felipe Franks is a little bit of uh, a wild card. You don't know what you're going to get from him from one pass to the next. He can make every throw. Uh, but I am going to uh, I'm going to roll here with uh, with the Razorbacks to cover and also with the over to hit. Now, South Carolina at Ole Miss. I think this game is just going to be an absolute shootout. Ole Miss coming off their bye. South Carolina got drubbed by Texas A&M. I think both teams will score a lot of points. I can see this game over under 70. I can see this game going 80-plus 
In fact, I see Ole Miss scoring 48, giving up 35. That's easily over the number. Really, the question, I think, more than anything else is, do you think South Carolina can score? And against this Ole Miss defense, pretty much everybody has been able to score. If Ole Miss doesn't turn the ball over, I don't see any way they don't score 40. What say you, Dub? Yeah, your last point there, I think, is the key point, is turnovers. Because to me, the only way this over doesn't hit is turnovers. Uh, we could see some fumbles, some interceptions in the red zone. To me, that's the only way that this doesn't fly over the total. I think this is, game's going to be in the 80s. Yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty fascinating one to watch. So there you have it, the college football gambling picks. By the way, uh, Ole Miss turned the ball over seven times against Arkansas. That's how they ended up losing that game. I think that Ole Miss will handle it. I think they will roll. Uh, They'll win. I'm not sure that the number needs to be as high as it is, double-digit against South Carolina, but I do think that uh, Lane Kiffin and company will have a a fun show for put on for everybody down in Oxford. All right, only eight college football gambling picks this week. I uh, encourage you to go get your picks in at fanduel.com slash clay. That's fanduel.com slash clay. Tennessee now legal only for like a week. Have you been able to legally wager on sports in Tennessee? Also, as if that were not enough, by the way, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, Uh, West Virginia and Colorado, all of those places, $1,000 free wager if you go to fanduel.com slash clay. All right, when we come back, we'll dive into the slate of college football and the NFL, tell you what games we think are the absolute best. We are rolling through the program Friday edition. I hope you guys are having a fantastic start to your early weekend. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.